you are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 44. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, good to talk with you again. In the work I do with my clients, we don't in fact spend a whole lot of time talking about alcohol. And the things we coach on have an impact on all areas of life. Now, one of these is decision making. And if you find yourself stuck saying, I don't know, then this episode is for you. One of the easiest ways to avoid a decision is to pretend you are confused and say, I don't know. We do this for large and small decisions. What do you want for dinner tonight? Which film should we watch? Where should we go on holiday? Which house should we buy? How will you learn to drink less? I don't know. That's the response. Now you might genuinely think you don't know. It can feel so real. But the impact of these three little words can feel so devastating. Because decisions are where we find the power to create the lives we want to live. Decisions are what empower us. But saying you're confused is what I call the easy out. And with it, you delegate responsibility. Because confusion is just often another word for fear. And confusion keeps you stuck in one spot. And telling yourself you don't know something, I would argue, never leads to positive action. In fact, it leads to inaction, which, by the way, is still a decision. So while you might say, I don't know, there is always a default decision that you're taking. It just might not be the one that you want. So here's an example for you. I had a client who wanted to stop over drinking. Now, she wasn't sure exactly what she wanted to drink, wanted to drink. She just knew she wanted to make a change and she tried numerous ways to cut back and none of them had had a lasting effect. So it sounds familiar. I think we can, many of us can empathise with that. Well, then we held a consultation call. So we got on the phone to talk about this and I saw that I was able to help her. I can see what I'd seen many times before and I laid out what that would involve and I then made the offer to help her. Her response was, I don't know. This showed up in a number of ways. She thought that perhaps she might be able to still fix this herself, even though that hadn't worked many times before. She thought that I don't know came about because she thought perhaps the coaching might not work for her. Now, I would argue fair point. If you've not experienced coaching, I can see where that thinking is coming from. But then there was also this that came up. She said, I don't know if I'll like life not drinking so much, right? She had been certain enough that this was something she wanted to take action on to try different solutions to change her drinking. She'd been certain enough to follow me on social media. She'd been certain enough to listen to my podcast to get to know my work and also certain enough to invest an hour of her life in the consultation call with me. But what I'll offer is all of that was the soft decision part. I made the offer and she was faced with making the decision. It was essentially make your mind up time. And that's when she said, I don't know. Now, I wasn't too surprised. I'm certainly not judging this lady. Right? It's a very common response. 
And why? Because our brains like to have it easy. Our brains like to keep us safe. And our brains love finding reasons to delay taking a decision. So the woman says, I don't know. She says she wants to do more research on what I have to offer. She wants to reevaluate her life. Is her drinking really so bad? Right? Perhaps she was wrong. Maybe she doesn't need to change it. Perhaps she was being too hasty. And if you ask yourself questions like this and your brain is going to agree, it's going to diligently go out and find evidence of all the times in the past when you thought you acted too quickly, when you didn't weigh up the pros and cons enough, and that you need to learn from that and you need to, you know, take slower decisions. So put this off as far as you can. And perhaps if you wait a bit more, then perhaps you'll get more, more certain and more sure. And it all is kind of wrapped up with this bow that makes it sound so sensible, doesn't it? But all of these reasons that you're giving yourself are just a way of pretending that you don't know. It's driven by fear and it's driven by lack. It's your brain moving to its natural tendency to be lazy. Remember, it's programmed to expend as little effort as possible and stifle growth because growth could mean uncertainty. Now, I'm not saying this woman's response was wrong. It's, it's only wrong if you make it wrong. It's totally up to her. But I just want to show how thinking you don't know after you know taking all this action to show that what you are moving towards how it can just you know create this feeling of stuckness and kind of dig you in why do people do this right why do people sort of let things hang on I don't know well I often see decisions being put off because people don't want to make the wrong one I know I've been there before and we're acting as though there's this kind of central list of right and wrong decisions But you know what makes a decision right or wrong? Your thoughts about it. Because two people can make the same decision and one say it's right and the other one say it was wrong. So let's take an example from outside of drinking. Let's take a young family relocating to another country. I think this is a great one because I've experienced this myself and then I worked with somebody who was facing the same decision. Now, I think moving country, relocating when children are small, young is a great way to go. I think it opens up, I believe it opens up countless opportunities for everyone. But someone else, as I had experience of, could equally say it's a terrible idea. It removes children from their extended family. It means moving to a new culture and that's fraught with uncertainty. And what happens if something goes wrong? Now, it's the same decision move move abroad or not with the young family there's no right or wrong and yet we act as though there is we judge our decisions and part of that judgment includes that we bring up all the decisions we've made in our past when things didn't go to plan have you ever heard the language you use right it seemed like such a good decision at the time such a good idea at the time with the insinuation that it wasn't Let's take this relocation scenario again. Let's say you end up, you you relocate and then you find it doesn't work out, so you move back. So then the next time you're faced with a decision of that magnitude, your brain is going to find this relocation evidence. It's going to find the thoughts that you labelled that your previous decision was bad. And it's doing it because it just wants to protect you. So then what happens is you start to doubt yourself. 
I see this happen with a lot with my clients. They want to put off decisions until they have more clarity or more information or whatever it is they think they need. And sure, for some situations, that actually might be what you need. It's just not all the time. So if you find yourself saying, I don't know, here are some tools to help you move forward. So strategy one, ask questions. The great thing about the brain is it's a machine. It's like a computer. It just loves to answer questions. So instead of saying, I don't know, ask instead, but what if I did know? Then pause and see what happens and your brain will open up. You can also try putting yourself into the shoes of someone who does know, right? Pretend I'm that person. What would I, what would I do now knowing that? Let's say you don't know what they think, what they know. Well, guess. Just take a guess. You're going to start receiving some answers. You're going to have something to go on, something small. But at least you're moving forward. You're not shelving it, saying, I don't know, I'm stuck, and then just not moving forward at all. Strategy two, use these words. I'm just trying something. This works because when you say, I don't know, right, that's all about keeping you safe, preventing you from making a fool of yourself, perhaps, or getting into trouble. So one of the best ways to know what to do is to take the next action from a place of confidence. And you can create this confidence by saying things like, I'm just trying something. I'm just trying something, brain. Right? This means that your brain won't freak out. And you're either going to get something great done or you're going to learn what not to do in the future. This is all about failing and learning. There's nothing wrong with failing as long as we learn from it. But what you're doing is you're making a decision to not be confused. And as soon as you do that, you will start taking action. And when you take action, you learn. Strategy three is to consider if you're considering between two or even several options that they both work out okay. Right, so many, so often we say we don't want to make a decision because I'm worried I'm going to pick the wrong one, right? Because we don't want to be stupid. We don't want to look stupid and do that. And we're so judgmental about that, right? We expect ourselves to have all the information and all the knowledge, even though we know it's impossible to know what's going to happen really until it's happened. And we act as though it's so, and then if things don't go well, we act as it was just so obvious when we, we truly know it wasn't. So then, so just imagine that. Try imagining that both of the options you're faced with both work out perfectly. You get what exactly what you want. Then what? Which would you choose then? What action would you choose to take knowing that? So to recap, if you find yourself stuck in I don't know land, try the three strategies I've mentioned today. Ask yourself questions. Try telling yourself, I'm just trying something. And then imagine that both or all options work out just fine because there's no wrong decision and then ask what would you do then knowing that. Remember, something is only a bad decision if you decide it is. And this includes, by the way, decisions in your past which you said looked good at the time but ended up not being so. No, it's just that your thoughts about them have changed. I'm certainly not advising you to race into things like buying a house, unless you want to, of course. But the truth is that not making a decision consciously is still making a decision. You're making a decision not to change something every time. 
you're choosing your job, your house, your spouse, your friends, your drinking habits every single day, whether you acknowledge this or not. So I encourage you to really ask yourself, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And then decide. That's it for now. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love what I teach, why not give me a five-star review? It'll help others find the podcast and experience this too. In the meantime, if you want to reach me with any questions, if you want to suggest topics for me to cover, got any other questions, you can reach me on Anna at 90dayslater.co. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.